Welcome into a smooth production of Bagging and Bragging, episode number 15, as we prepare ourselves for Corpus Christi, not so much this show, but uh, we're heading into it Corpus Christi been, for national number one, Mish. It is been a here. long couple weeks, I don't have to tell you. It has arrived. There's a lot of oh preparation that goes into these nationals, but uh, most importantly, how are you doing? How are things? I am um, maxed out on meetings. <laughs> yeah. what I am. So I think your tour had, like, is going strong. You've had ACL Live this and around the ACL, what, three weeks in a row now? Two weeks in a row? I don't know, but not just that. <laughs> There's been like a meeting in every department, multiple meetings, and I'm in every department. So it has yeah. just been meetings upon meetings upon meetings, and I've gone straight through today, and I am delirious, so I apologize. No, you're all good. I was actually trying to get more of the commercials done, um, but unfortunately, I think I'm just going to stop it at four. Like, there's there's too much other stuff to go into. Um, we got a lot of feedback when we did the draft about us not researching players. So Ooh, I've been doing research on a lot of the players that we're getting ready to, you know, get in front of because, I mean, this is go time. There's no more who are these people. Like, we have all the information in front of us. These are all pros. We should know who they are, so. It's going to be exciting, but uh, on today's episode, we got the lines in finally, Mish. We've been waiting for those, so we'll go over what DraftKings uh, thinks is going to happen, some kind of interesting ones, and and I feel like if I were allowed to bet, this would be the one I'd go hard on. There's a lot of players who are getting some very, very good odds, and we'll kind of go through that, and then we'll talk about our broadcast schedule. Um, We have the Missouri Maze against the Arizona Burn on our broadcast court, so we'll kind of take a deeper dive into that. And then we got a little uh, Mindset with Mish segment at the end there. Looking forward to it. Um, definitely, like, was hoping to have a lot of, like, rest coming into this big weekend. Yeah. It's not so much happening. So um, I'm going to talk about, you know, how we can best prepare for these long cornel tournaments. Obviously, for us, we're coming on the commentator side. But it's very similar. Like, the things that the pros have to do and we have to do to make it through these weekends is not that far off. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm I'm not sure if it's coming across on the video or not, but my right eye is twitching. <gasps> my right eye's been twitching. I got absolutely no sleep. I, I am. <laughs> yes. I took a Tylenol PM. I think at eleven fifteen yesterday, and I laid in bed till like four o'clock in the morning. I just no. could not sleep, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Because like I'll have to cycle sometimes between like melatonin or regular, or like I'll go work out at night or something. Or I'll just sit in the bathtub in a hot shower. It's just like, I, mm-hmm. I just cannot fall asleep lately. And I don't know if it's because of the, you know, the events that we got coming up. I mean, the travel schedule is nonstop. Uh, matter of fact, before we hopped on a phone call here, I just got hired to do another gig. So we'll do Corpus Christi this weekend. And then I'll head to Michigan for the state mm-hmm. championships up there. Austin Renard and Kill Shots uh, hooking me up with another gig. So we'll be doing that. And then we go into Kansas City, or technically Kansas. And then South Dakota. So I'm gone like all these weeks in a row. Bless you. And then um, it it gets even crazier after that as far as shootouts and national tournament schedules go. So I'm not sure if I mentioned on this show or not, but I'm planning on moving back to Alton. So official now. Yeah, I I can't pass up that deal. My mom gave me a great deal in the house and um, I'm gonna try and figure out when to do it. I posted my couch and recliner for sale today, so my okay, head just got going. all these things that I got to do before I head back home. Um, but it was kind of funny. I wanted to talk to you about this. I had a a TikTok yesterday. I was watching at like ten o'clock at night, and it was 
I was scrolling like it made no sense for my algorithm, right? But it just happened to pop up and it's like how to get deep sleep. I'm going to hypnotize you into going to deep sleep oh, right now. Oh, because you're on your phone in the middle of the night. It's like. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. But I'm like, okay, I've been laying in bed for three hours now. You know what I mean? Something's got to change. Maybe I'll just get tired. So anyway, this guy's like, <clears throat> I'm going to count back from 10 and I'm going to hypnotize you. Listen to the sound of my voice. 10. Look at the back of your eyelids. Nine. Feel the air in the room. Eight. You know, just control your breathing. Seven. Feel it from your head down to your toes. Six. Everything is relaxing. Four. And I'm like, you skip five. <laughs> like, so that is so I, I woke up because therapy technique. Skipping a number? Oh, did we lose you? Oh, you can't hear me? Oh. No, now you're back. You froze for a second. So, yeah, so, so, in, so skipping in a number is natural? Yeah, no. So in hypnotherapy, the way you put people in trance is you confuse their uh, conscious mind so that the conscious mind gets distracted and starts trying to look over here. And then you can start hang out with the subconscious mind. So you do a lot of this, like skipping numbers or not finishing sentences or saying sentences that don't make sense. And so you put people in confusion and then it allows you to get pat, like bypass the critical factor. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work on me at all woke me right back Girl, up I was, I was like hold on now i gotta rewind it they did it too soon they did it yeah. too soon so you you gotta get people a lot more relaxed before you can start sneaking them there and they go like wait wait, wait what is what and but yeah. if you do it too soon it's jarring so it's a it's a yeah, technique hypnotherapy <laughs> is a technique i mean not everybody's good at it <laughs> it's yeah, funny but, though but yeah no sleep yet so as soon as we get done recording here i'll be right back in bed crashing and sleeping the rest of the day hopefully and fly out tomorrow it's go time yep i'll be flying out thursday morning bright and early um so i got tomorrow i have a clear day to pack and and hopefully do some restorative yoga and prepare my body for a long weekend which i'll talk about some of those techniques a little bit later in the show but we'll take a quick uh break here and we will come back with our bragging section right after this Okay, I don't know about you, but like my green screen's doing this thing where it's making my top of my head look crazy, and I think it's my hair. So we're gonna try this. Yeah, see, it fixed it. Nope, it <laughs> didn't fix it. I'm still illuminating. It is what it is. I'm over it. Nobody knows. All right. Nobody <laughs> nobody noticed until I just pointed it out. All right. All right. We'd be bragging. We'd be bragging. <laughs> bragging them on green screens. <laughs> bragging on my, oh, my green screen. I was on ACL Live. And my dog, uh, well, actually, I'll take a step back. My green screen, the way that it stays straight is I have a drill sitting on my futon, keeping it from spinning. So that's how fancy we are over here. And so my dog, Sunshine, gets up and knocks the drill down. And my green screen uh, just goes. <laughs> just as, as corn would say, professional cornhole. So professional, professional broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we bring you over here. Um, yeah. So not bragging on the green screen. Uh, but, you know, we make do. Oh, the green screen's doing its job. I mean, it's providing the background. It's just providing some extra stuff, too. <laughs> just tell people you got glitter in your hair. Speaking of glitter, I'm going to brag on a show I've been watching. I got to brag on HBO's lineup of TV shows. I've been watching okay, uh, a new show, Euphoria, with Zendaya. That is not new. <laughs> well, it's new to me, but it's, it's only this two was seasons. like all the talk like a year It's only two. two seasons. I know, but it's like it new was. New to me. It was literally everywhere like a year ago. Yeah, no. Well, it's a new show to me. I got to be finishing, <laughs> uh, caught up on The Mandalorian and all that stuff. And Wait, Mandalorian is Disney Plus, isn't it? Yeah. 
Okay. I, I download Cinema. I mean, I, I got Fire Stick and I download Cinema and I pay like 10 bucks for three months for, a, I don't know if it's a torrent blocker. I don't know what it's called. But basically, it, it gives me all the shows that I want to watch. So I can watch any TV show that I want to watch. And I started watching Euphoria. And I'm really, really good about predicting how these shows are going to end or how movies are going to end. You know, Euphoria has kept me on my toes. I, I'm I'm wrong in a lot of things. And the one thing I do got to say I hate, though, is I hate empty threats. Like all the villains, mm-hmm. you know, they always be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you for 10 minutes before. Like when I watched Avatar, yes. I, I don't know if I talked to you about this on the screen or off the screen, but I'm like, like they're gonna hold the kids hostage like ten times, and if you attack me, then we'll we'll kill the kids. And they attack them like three times, and then kill never. I'm like, kill the kid. Like they, you you warned them. <laughs> yeah, be, be honest to your word. Come on now. Yeah, you're, you're empty threat. I'm not scared, but yeah, I, I don't know how many times I can see this guy like load a gun and never use it. I'm like, if he's just gonna point it at people, like why do I need to see him load it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's happened like four or five times. But yeah, the show's pretty good. Uh, I think I'm gonna start watching Succession now. Okay, I've heard good things. We're watching The Night Agent. That one's also got a lot of like unpredictable. I saw that on Facebook today. Somebody was saying Night Agent was really good. It's really, I'm going to watch. I watched. Um, What's that on? I think three. It's on Netflix. I think I watched three episodes and then I stopped so that I could hold it for the airplane. Okay. Because it's that kind of show that you never, you do not want to stop watching it. And so it's like perfect for flying. Yeah, I got two flights. I think they're both an hour and 20 minutes. I don't know if I'll be able to like get any sleep in. And I'm, I don't know if I'm going to download a show, um, but I am reading a book. My buddy, Adam Marburger, um, back in Alton, he wrote a book and it's oh, actually pretty decent. Cool. Yeah. So I, I can't put it down. I'm on chapter like a, three. Like a fun book or like a learning book? Uh, I think it's called You Are the Effing Problem. Um, oh. And, and it's like, book. yeah, and it's it's a self-help book. It's kind of similar to like the Andy Frisella 75 hard book and things like that, that I've been reading, basically just kind of affirming the steps to take to, you know, better myself as a person. So I'm into it right now. It's it's just basically like a refresher course as far as how far off track I've gotten. But yeah, no cornhole bragging for me, though. Having fun um, getting ready for this <laughs> trip. But, yeah, um, I haven't touched the bag at all. You haven't like you don't have like a normal like weekly league you go to. I I could have signed up for leagues, but um, I shouldn't say leagues. You guys don't have any just like blind draws or. I I could do blind draws, but I've been playing the video game and watching TV shows lately, and just kind of cooking and hanging out the house. So yeah, so that was the first time I kind of got out. I guess I'm bragging on the weather. You know, sinuses are kicking in because the weather started to get real nice. (laughs) Things are growing. Yeah, it's uh, 82 right now and nice little windy breeze. Won't be in Corpus Christi. It'll be raining Is it? <laughs> the I whole looked. time. I haven't Just looked yet. Rain. I'm going to go shopping after this and prepare. You just said you were going to go sleep. Did you guys just hear him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely sleep. asleep. But I mean, like I have to wake <laughs> up and get ready for tomorrow at some point. All right. Don't miss your flight this time, Wally. One time. Mm-hmm. One time, and it wasn't even my fault. I've never lived it down. <laughs> I will not let you live it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the night agent is going to be a good one. And then what was the other one I downloaded? Oh, Ted Lasso, new episodes I'll be having ready for the airplane. Uh, we fly from Sacramento to Dallas. And I think that's like maybe three and a half hours. And then Dallas to Corpus Christi. So and that's like obviously a shorter flight. But um, yeah, I'm I'm... I'm pretty excited. 
I have this weird, I don't know about you. I think you could relate. I have this weird, like conflicting thing happen where I'm like so excited. And then like also ruminating on all of the like energy I'm going to require. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it, like, so if someone says like, oh, are you excited? I'm like, yes. And man, I'm going to be so tired. And I wish I didn't do that. Cause I think it's kind of like an annoying thing. Like why focus on you said you wanted this, you're excited about it. Why focus on how tired you're going to be? Yeah. But I don't know. That's how my brain is operating. Yeah, it's weird for me, too, because this is different for me this year. Last year, I had my own court. You know, it was ACL, yeah. K9, Ultra, and all cornhole. This year, I am part of the squad. So I don't really know how involved I'm going to be. I know we're getting, like, all brand new equipment. So are we going to have three microphones on the main broadcast court now? Am I, am I supposed to talk? Am I supposed to just push buttons? Like, I don't know what my role no, will he be until we said. get into it. You know what I mean? Because Corn asked that question, and he said specifically, "No, you. We want you to talk, like yeah. the producers." Well, that's different whenever it's Corn and one other person. But if like I have Bernie, Anthony, and you there, I mean, you ever see that picture of like the, the three headed dragon? Like, there's two serious looking dragons. There's one goofy looking dragon. Like that would be me. <laughs> you cannot put Bernie in the serious category. Come on now. Well, I mean, people who belong, and then there's me. I don't know if I belong or not. I don't think. No, I don't know what belonging is to within yeah. this crowd. I think cornhole so, is unique like that. It's all over the place. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think that I think Corn is doing a phenomenal job as far as putting his best foot forward to impress Trey in the, in the broadcast. <laughs> it's I not mean, like he has to try. It's just how he is. Yeah, you he, guys he's... have to tune into Court too because Corn is an overachiever. Yeah, Corn. I think we've already given him the Facebook platform, right, for teams. Yes, he gets teams, so, yeah, that, so. that's, that's going to be uh, his court. He's got cool transitions and graphics and all kinds of things Stats, to make that I mean, super cool. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be awesome. Yeah, he puts in the extra effort, so I'll, I'll brag on Corn again. We've, we've done it plenty of times. but I think we have. We just keep yeah, bragging on Corn. I think he's going to put on a phenomenal broadcast, and I'm, I hope he's going to have everything ready to go ahead of time because I know how he is. Like, he – he can't stay focused at the very beginning. He always gets sidetracked with an idea. Next thing you know, we're running out of time. It's like, <laughs> keep it simple is not part of his repertoire. It's not. It's definitely not. That's that's why we love him. All right. We're going to take a quick break here and come back and talk about the lines we have coming up for this event right after this. All right, we have some lines to talk about. We did touch on them very briefly on Around the ACL. We talked just about a few of them. Um, and as you were saying, Wally, there is definitely a couple that really jumped out at me just from the few we talked about. So uh, let's go ahead and bring up the first one now so we can get into it. Want me to click it? Yeah, I don't I don't know which, which one right. you want to start with, so I'll let you handle that. Hopefully it's right. I had one on there. Okay. So singles. Yeah, so we'll start with singles. Um, I think I have one that's missing. So give me one second. All right, let's go ahead and start with the doubles, I guess, because okay. this is this is there is one missing. I'll add it now. But this is the top part of the doubles action. I did break it into two different sections, so it'd be a little bit easier for people to view. But the doubles action, as you can see, headlining Matt Guy and Jamie Graham as the top spot. Now, Shocking. Yeah. I mean, obviously, very, very strong 
talented team, but as far as winning a national, didn't they win one national last year, like early? I think it was the first one at Vegas, right? I think so too. So because so I yes, remember but- thinking Matt Guy won't. I remember saying after the first national, I don't think Matt Guy's ever going to lose. Like that's how yeah. confident we were in him. Yeah, I can't remember exactly when Creek Killer and um, Foreman. I think that was Atlantic City. Maybe they took him down the second one. But yeah, Matt Guy and Jamie Graham starting off at the plus three fifty spot, along with Mark Richards and Philip Lopez Jr. Um, Alex Rawls and Trey Birchfield at plus four hundred, and then Jordan Power and Jay Rubin at plus eight hundred. Before we get into the high value bets, Mish, let's talk about those top four. Anyone stand out to you as far as where you want to place your money? No. Just because of the odds. I t- yeah. To me, it's just. It's not worth it. Yeah, I think if anything, Alex Rawls and Trey Birchfield are the one team that I think is showing very, very strong strides. So we talked about my betting strategy before as far as if I were to place a $100 bet on this, where can I hedge my bets elsewhere to make big bucks, right? So my break-even bet here would be $100 for Alex Rawls and Trey Birchfield. That gives me four bets that I can place, this one being one of them. And I have a chance to go and place three other $100 bets for big money as a break-even point. But I don't even think it's that much of a guarantee. That's my issue. No. But if I'm willing to put $400 down, I want to pick somebody who's going to be at the top part of this. The one team that stands out to me um, as far as at the top is Jake Trzynski and Tony Smith. I like what I'm seeing out of Jake Trzynski lately. They've switched bags. Or he switched bags. He's throwing slinkies, as they say. Mm-hmm. really, really high PPRs lately. And I talked to Tony Smith about it and he said that they're more than likely going to throw Jake's bags. Nice. So okay, we've seen good. Tony Smith win with all slides and slick bags before. I feel like that little change is going to be something that's going to throw Jake Trzinski and Tony Smith in the top part. So um, I don't really know how that's going to translate for Tony Smith. I just know the combats are too slow. So I don't know. Yeah. The, but to- if Tony's accurate though. You of know, course, yeah. But like so he doesn't accurate. usually slide. He told me he can't even nearly slide those bags. So, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I didn't know they were doing a bag switch up there in the doubles, but but with a similar kind of, you know, the plus twelve hundred Devin Harbaugh, Derek King. We, I, I don't know much about Derek King's game this season, uh, but Devin Harbaugh being a top elite player, I don't feel like is going to pick someone for his doubles partner that he doesn't think can get it done. I kind of wanted to get into that a little bit later because Devin Harbaugh is one of the top singles players to go after as far as odds go. And then Derek King is near the bottom of the list. So if you're you're telling me that there's that wide of a gap in singles and then you pair them up in doubles and put them as the, what, sixth best team? Yeah, but Derek Derek King says that he's not as good of a singles player. Yeah, I'm on the, as Trey would like to say, I want to see it first. Before prove I put it. money on it. Yeah, prove it. But uh, a couple other strong teams on this list, Logan Chamberlain and Justin Burton Jr., they're throwing very, very well together, and I've liked a lot of what I saw out of Adam Hisner and Cody Henderson. So Yeah, that's, that one stood out to me. Adam Hisner, Cody Henderson at plus 3,000 seems like a good bet. Uh, even Frank Malden, Cheyenne Bubenheim, we haven't seen them play, uh, so yeah. that's obviously a risky bet, but we know individually they both are, you know, fire. Yeah, we talked before about the odds for Team of the Year. How about the Sesuedas? I believe they're at plus 7,500 or something for Team of the Year. And here they are coming at 3,500 for doubles. So wow, interesting uh, pairing there. And then where's the bottom one? You just had it, and then you went away. There you go. Yeah. 
So yeah, so plus five thousand for the newly formed Josh Holland and Nate Voyer. Not taking it. Nope. <laughs> Again, I want to see something out of them first. Creek Ryan's, I take. Yeah, Creek Killer form there at plus five hundred or fifty five hundred rather. Fifty five hundred and, and David and Alec Ryan at plus five thousand. I'm take. I could take that. I think that would be, you know, a good bet that I can see them winning. Yeah, uh, only other team on this list that I'm interested in oh, is Rawls Nico Morales and Tom Gustafson. Oh, I, see, I, right. I was saying right above it. Alan Rawls and Chris Kingsbury at plus 5,000 I think is a good bet. Yeah, I like them. You know, I'm high on them this year. They're one of my double teams to watch out for. Near the bottom of the list at plus 7,000, I'm really interested on seeing Dave Sutton do something. Mm-hmm. All I'm and seeing right now is Jeremy, Jeremy Frazier. Frazier just tear it up. Mm-hmm. So neither one of these people are on the singles odds, but you pair them up together and you're at plus 7,000. That could be sneaky. Really? So Jeremy Frazier is not on the list at all for singles? Not on the list at all for singles. Wow. And that's shocking to me. Um, Yeah, I think that's a little bit odd. Yeah, unless I missed him, but I was looking pretty hard for him because, you know, that's my guy. But at plus 7,000, that could be an interesting team at the very bottom. But um, for the most part, I'm staying at plus 5,000 and above. Um, mm-hmm. The lowest I'd probably go would be Nico and Tom. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Let's see what order I got this in. Okay. So there we go. Top part of the list. Mark Richards coming at plus 400. Jamie Graham at seven. Alex Rawls at 750. And then Devin Harbaugh at 950. Interesting part here with these top four. Devin Harbaugh started at plus 1500. Yeah, we were just talking about that. So that means that what Trey was saying is that so many people were like jumped on that. That yeah. they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I think we undershot that one. Yeah, and just to give you a heads up, I downloaded these at 8 o'clock this morning, plus 950 for Devin Harbaugh. Checked a second ago. He's at plus 900. So, so it's going m- down still. Money heavily coming in for Devin Harbaugh. Um, again, on this list, people that I would be interested in taking, um, Ryan know. Smith has just been showing very, very well. Obviously, Kyle oh, Malone's a strong 000. start. But, uh, yeah, Ryan Smith at plus 3,000 is very intriguing to me. And, uh, again, Tony Smith at plus 2,500. He, he was mad. We had him on, uh, like, a little segment with me and Jimmy Humans. We were playing Warzone, and I told him I had him at, like, my number seventh rank for the year. He's like, oh, you got me going down? I was like, I was like, where are you at last year? Five? He's like, well, I need to get higher than that. I'm like, okay, so. That's true. You did, That would be having him go down. But yeah. I like Kyle Malone at plus 1,500. He's hot right now. I think that's a good bet. Yeah, so we got to have our fantasy rosters turned in soon. Obviously, Alex Rawls is my number one pick. I'm going to root for him on that one. But I can honestly see anyone win on this list mm-hmm. as far as taking down singles. Um, but I love the values that I'm getting out of Ryan Smith and Tony Smith. Yeah. This if you got is- if you got in early on Devin Harbaugh, good on you. But I was yeah. not fortunate. Man, yeah, you're looking pretty right now. All right, so here's the middle tier. Um, I'm going to try and upload the last one. I didn't know if it would override it, but middle tier, we have a lot of value here. Just an absolute lot of value. Dylan Turpin, very, very strong showing at the first national last year, coming in at plus 4,500. Um, we talked about Jake no, Kaczynski and his higher, higher PPRs at plus 4,000. Noah Wooten at plus 4,500. Mm-hmm. I mean, a man's been on a mission right now, and he's been winning everything. Steven Bernisette. He's at plus 4,000, took down conference, um, beating Jeremy Frazier. So seeing him at plus 4,000 and then not even seeing Jeremy Frazier anywhere on this list is very, very shocking. But another man who a lot of people are talking about putting their money on, Justin Burton Jr., 
at plus 3,500 on an absolute tear. Um, and he's coming into this first national throwing very, very well. I'll be interested to see what the board conditions look like as far as um, how it matches his style of play, though. Anyone else outside of those standing out for you? Man, I feel like, yeah, Noah Wooten stood out to me like we said. I think that's a good bet. Joe Neistead, I don't know about it's, – it's hard because he just won this Open. Sometimes I feel like, you know, a back-to-back win seems very unlikely, um, which makes me hesitant to want to put that bet on for this weekend for Joe Neistead, even though I did take him in a hot take. Um, but uh, I feel like if it if he – I don't know. I don't know if you do feel like there's an advantage if they just came off a win or a disadvantage. I feel like they're riding hot. They're feeling pretty confident. I mean, we talked plenty of times about how confidence is a huge factor as far as, you know, what you can do and how it translates on the boards. Um, But, I mean, I would be interested in Joe Neistat at the value that he's at compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, plus Um, 3,500. Yeah, if I'm going to take a home run hit, I I wouldn't mind going after that one. Okay. All right, and then let's see if I can get this last slide to upload. There we go. Not sure why it disappeared, but here's the bottom part. Um, again, pretty good value from what I'm seeing out of all these guys. Um, singles tournaments, Nico Morales having great finishes so far, plus 6,500. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about uh, Alan Rawls recently, 6,500 coming off of a win from Winter Haven. And then right below that, Cedro Herrera, he's been throwing great too. Wow, uh, Derek Holland. Derek Holland at plus 6,000 seems like a good grab. Yeah, Steady Eddie at 5,000, Chris Kingsbury at 5,500. I mean, there's a lot of value all across the board. Another strong player deserves honorable mention. Um, I could see a lot of people possibly putting some money down on Mike Ferreira. Yeah, I I was going to say, you know, obviously he did well just this past weekend. Uh, Always been a strong player. Definitely hasn't had that big signature win yet. Uh, But for plus 7,000, I mean... Yeah, yep. if you're hedging your bets, that doesn't seem like a bad way to go. Yeah, plus 7,000. Could be a big home run for you. Um, and then he had a strong showing in, I believe, New Mexico. So, I don't know. I'd be interested to put some money on any of those players. But uh, I, I did check into it. Um, we are not allowed to parlay for okay. um, singles into doubles. So, DraftKings will only allow you to pick single bets in this formation. But... At this first national, I think there's good enough value in there where you could possibly take in four, maybe 500 bucks if you can afford it. Obviously, scale it down to match whatever you're going to use for entertainment. Go back to our disclaimer from yes. the first. <laughs> entertainment value. Do you um, want to bring up the team odds? Uh, we'll do, we can do a commercial real quick and then do teams because I want to segue yeah, into the matchup that we're going to have on the broadcast court. But yeah, just figure out what you could afford to use for entertainment value purposes only. Figure out how you want to spread it around. If you want to go all in on one person or if you want to spread it out to make profit or if you're just doing it for, you know, for funsies because you think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, it does make it more fun to watch. That's what I like about it. But we can't do it. So we just are living through you guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. And if we're completely wrong, completely do not let us know at all. Just Yeah, just keep that to yourself and just say we're brilliant. That's how I prefer things to go. All right, I'll take a quick break. Come back with Teams Odds uh, right after this. All right, we went over singles and doubles, uh, all those different lines. Uh, We do want to get into Teams. Uh, You're going to give us a little slide, introduce us to what we're going to be looking at, though. Yeah, so again, um, the teams that are going to be, you know, up for basically head-to-head betting purposes, we have the Vegas High Rollers taking on the Cali Slingers. 
Ohio Aviators will take on the Texas Bully Baggers. Missouri Mays will take on the Arizona Burn. Michigan Marauders to take on the Florida Freeze. Kentucky Colonels versus the Carolina Coasters. And then the Carolina Coasters against the Missouri Mays. So I believe these are all broadcast matches. Um, I am, we're actually, we're getting on court number one, the Arizona burn to take on the Missouri maze. And you look at that, it's dead even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's negative 115 against negative 115. We'll take a deeper dive into that one to kind of take a look at it. But starting at the bottom, Mish, you got your Cali Slingers at plus 125 against the Vegas High Rollers. Are you interested in that one? No. No, you you <laughs> picked the Cali Slingers as your team this year. Of course I did. They, I live in Cali, and that's my team, but I don't know. I don't know. Not feeling uh, that. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, so for the, the Cali Slingers taking on the high, the high, what are they called, high rollers? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say guys. Highlanders. Highlanders, um, that's a different yeah. team. Yeah, definitely, definitely different sport and everything. But uh, that's uh, the Tanner Halbert and Eric Zachline scoring off against Travis Persson and Bracey Blanton. I talked about wanting to see that match quite a bit. But uh, I, I look at these matchups, and I think that it actually does heavily favor the high rollers. Um, I'm going to probably put my money on that one as negative 155 to win 100. Uh, moving up, we talked plenty of times about the aviators getting their trade but the Texas Bully Baggers do have home field advantage sitting at plus 120. Yep. What do you what do you think about that one? Man, I mean, before going into all the different matchups, I would have said without hesitation, Texas Bully Baggers, home field advantage, great team. But when we went through each match, you're like, man, Ohio Aviators can they could pull this off. Yeah, I think that uh, the way they have their lineup set as well, they're setting themselves up for some early success. Um, one person who was in question, um, and he kind of backed it up a little bit, is Ben Brown um, going mm. into Canada. Had a great showing. I believe he played great the finals, showing. right? He won. So, yeah, or no, so he got second. He Wait, got second, did he win? Yeah. He won second. a bracket. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so Ben Brown and Andrew Guy teaming up to take on Josh Glover and Ernest Menarca right at the second match. We got Trey Birchfield, Noah Monza, the first one, taking on AJ Sims and Dylan Turpin. And then Josh Glover and Ernest Menarca are going to have their hands full with Andrew Guy and Ben Brown. I like what Absolutely. I'm seeing out of Andrew. I like what I'm seeing out of Ben. I think the Aviators are going to strike early and possibly take that one down with the back end, Fisher Hamilton and Tyler Cobb, and then Josh Dillon and Andrew Labrador. So I, I'm going with the Aviators on that one again, laying the odds, taking the action. Wow. Okay. I just feel like I'd stay away from it, but I like that you chose it. Yeah. I think the biggest deciding factor for me there is Ben Brown. He's, he swayed me to the, to the bet. Um, And then I'm disappointed that we don't, I'm going to skip ours, but I'm disappointed that we don't get to get the Michigan Marauders and the Florida freeze. That's the one I was really, really wanting to see. Um, But that is going to be on one of the other broadcast courts, Michigan Marauders coming in at negative one thirty five. Florida Freeze at plus 105. I've mentioned plenty of times that I'm a big fan of the Florida Freeze and what they've done. So I'm actually taking the odds there, even though I love what the Michigan Rodgers have done with their squad. They have, we mentioned, four pro teams playing together, and then you got Jaime Sanchez and Chucky Love as your kind of throw-off team. Like, that's mm-hmm. strong. But, and it's uh, a really strong team. I actually see this one going to game seven, so I'm I'm pretty excited. It'll be Alex Rawls and Cheyenne Bubenheim to take on Jay Rubin and Jordan Power in game seven if that comes up. So, 
But yeah, I, I think I'll take a little gamble here. It's not much of a profit, but 105. Um, yeah, why not? Let's have fun. This is what okay. I was talking about earlier. This is entertainment bet for me. This is the one that I'm placing money just to kind of watch and have fun. Yeah, that makes sense. This one's kind of shocking to me. Uh, Kentucky me Colonels at negative 135 against the Carolina Coasters at plus 105. Trey, statistics, everything are leading towards the Kentucky Colonels, and I am still just not sold on it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, am, I, am I wrong in this? I, I think it's an extremely strong team. I don't know if I necessarily think it's that these odds are what I would have predicted. I mean, Carolina Coasters at plus 105 seems like a no-brainer, even though the Kentucky Colonels are a very strong team. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the big matchups going against each other. You got Jamie Graham and James Baldwin taking on Matt Guy and Brett Guy. That should be pretty fun. And then if it comes down to game number seven, Damon Dennis and Nate Stevens will take on Trevor Burks and Berkeley Pear. But I don't know. I just look at the the Florida Freeze with all their experience on the broadcast court. I'm staying there. I'm going with. The, I'm sorry, Carolina Coasters. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, Carolina Coasters. Agreed. All right, and then totally again, agree. going to the top, Carolina Coasters against the Missouri Maze. This is by far the biggest spread at negative mm-hmm. 165 and plus 135. I believe all of us are pretty much going with the Coasters on this one, but it brings up interesting matchups for me because I do like what Ryan Windsor said during his interview whenever we had him on as far as he wants to strike early. And there's a lot of pressure on him and Gavin Cano to take down Trevor Brooks and Berkeley Perry. And I honestly think they could do it. Yeah. Um, the second matchup is the one that I also find very intriguing because the way Cedro has been thrown lately against uh, with Jalen Jones going against Eric Davis, Derek King. But I mean, they're pro partners. So Cedro and Jalen should have some pretty good chemistry going into that one. Eric Davis and Derek King. Uh, I'm going to be kind of curious as far as how they gel. I might take the maze. I mean, I'm looking at these matchups. I like the maze because if if Windsor and Gavin can take down game one and Cedro and Jalen take down game two, I think Fuentes and Brown against Morris and Petuski is pretty even. And I think the deciding factor there could be Ethan Walker and Austin Renard against Kaylee Hunter and Chad Hunt. If they could pull off uh-huh. that one, they might be able to pull off the early upset. And then game yeah. number seven, if it comes down to it, Matt Troxel and Curtis Kearns will take on Mike Harvey and Kevin Whitaker. So that could be a fun one. Interesting. All right, and then let's take a look at the one that we're going to be getting again. This match is negative one fifteen against negative one fifteen. That means it's pretty Dead much even. straight up. Whoever you want to take, that's where your money's going to go. Lay one hundred and fifteen dollars to win a hundred. We have the Arizona Burn taking on the Missouri Maze. They're keeping the same matchups. They're just mixing up the pairings. So, hmm. or I'm sorry, they're keeping the same pairings. They're mixing up the order in which the matchups occur. Okay, so, there we go. Yes, sorry. He's My like head was working, that? mouth not. Oh, well, that's an interesting strategy. <laughs> yeah. So one team that I'm rooting for, and this is because Athena put in so much work and so much preparation going into the draft. We had her on our show. She was talking about it. I'm rooting for the burn. I just do not like what they're doing here with their lineups, personally. Hmm. I feel like the lineups pretty much made themselves. You got Brandon Jones and Jeff Reynolds both throwing Reynolds bags, obviously. Yeah. I would have paired them up together. Um, Ty Lopez, I would have sworn he would have been throwing Moses. You know, I, I don't I don't know. Obviously they've had plenty of discussions about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um seeing Cameron Holland and Christian Brown together is kind of head scratching for me. Um I, I I see Christian Brown more of a roller and Cameron Holland. Um I don't know if he necessarily fits the same throwing style and what bag choice they land on. I don't know. 
But uh, again, we like the Maze. If they're able to pull off the upset against the Coasters, I, I see no reason why they can't pull off this victory over the Burn. Where do you land on this one? I gr- agree. I agree. I, I like the, the Maze uh, lineup here. I think, I think it's actually surprising that it's dead even. Yeah, I, I feel like it's heavily towards the maze, personally. If yeah. I were to make odds on this, I'd probably say negative 130, negative 140 on the maze. So if I'm a betting person, um, I, I'm probably getting in on the maze before those odds change. The one thing I do like about the burn, though, if it comes down to game number seven, uh, Derek Collin and Brandon Jones, I think, have a strong advantage on paper over Lexi Hugebeck and Emily Downer. And, the, and again, agree. you got the question mark with Lexi's health. I mean, she says she's yeah, ready with her to go. Back. I know. Yeah, I think Derek Holland in your seventh match is mm-hmm. kind of odd. Yeah, that was your first pick, right? Yeah, I'm not really sure why you put him last. Yeah. I mean, you're really betting you're going to get to game seven. Yeah, I mean, if I if I have Derek Holland and Moses, that's a little that's a little terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm a little nervous about that. So I don't know. I mean, Brandon Jones and Derek Holland, maybe they found a bag they like, and they've all talked about a lot of things, but we'll see. One thing's for sure, though, we have to get there and we have to put the bags on the board to figure out exactly what's going to happen. So I'm excited. I like what we've done with teams this year. The draft has been phenomenal. I expect the action to be phenomenal. I'm ready for it. Agreed. All right, take a quick break and come back and talk about how we can best prepare for long cornhole weekends right after this. So we were chatting about some of the things we could talk about in this sort of mindset section. And it just so happened that on ACL Live, we had Tanner Halbert, uh, Devin Harbaugh, and Alex Hicks on. And I was asking uh, them some questions about, like, how do you keep endurance? And Alex Hicks, being a kid, was like, I drink Dr. Pepper. You're like, okay, well, (laughs) that's that's fine. (laughs) It's not, like, exactly the strategy I was thinking. But, you know, caffeine is definitely an option. (laughs) But... But I loved the way that uh, Tanner approached it when he talked about it. So I wanted to touch on that. And then um, also some of the thought stuff that Devin brought up. But when it comes to preparing for cornhole tournaments, I think the main, the main like obvious things, and I say obvious, but like really hear me on this, sleep and hydration. <laughs> so it's, I say that it's obvious, yet um, most of us like to enjoy alcoholic beverages, which are dehydrating. So I know that there are benefits to having alcohol because it can help take the edge off. But if you're not equally hydrating, you're kind of like killing yourself at the same time of having endurance. So it might help you win some games because you're not in your head, but it will stop your stamina for the entire day because you're dehydrated. Um, and also remembering that water is not enough. I know that cornhole is not like super active, but it's draining. So whether you're commentating or playing, you need electrolytes. So, you know, coconut water um, or something like that, that has more than just plain water is going to be crucial so that you're fully hydrated in all aspects. So hydration and then sleep, you know how hard it is. Well, I don't know. It depends on your personality, but I get FOMO. And so when people are like, hey, we're going to go and do this, I'm like, uh. <laughs> like <right>. mini bags <laughs> till three o'clock in the morning, the day before a big, big tournament. Yeah. Good idea, folks. But not like, it sounds so fun. And like, it, and I really want to. And I know it's going to be fun. And, and then I, so I wrestle in my head with like, well, you're only here this weekend. Like, just go full out. But then it kills me the next day. So, yeah. 
I have learned to like really check in with myself and say like, what's going to serve me tomorrow? <laughs> like, yeah. Not right now, but what's going to serve me tomorrow? Um, and that requires me to say no. And I have to say that I never regret it. Like when I'm in bed at the hotel, all cozy with my DoorDash watching friends and like in my sweats, I'm like, this was the right choice. <laughs> yeah. I talked a little bit earlier about that book and one of the chapters I just got done reading is the most powerful word you can say is only two letters. No. Mm -hmm. You want to go no. out till three o'clock in the morning? No. No. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on this plane, on this hotel, on this, you know, entry fee basically to be a pro. And um, I want to make sure I put my best foot forward in the match. So yeah, don't be afraid to say no and give it your all. Um, it, it's hard. I, I definitely get you on that one. <laughs> the other thing that I loved that Tanner brought up, Tanner brought up hydration. He said he uses Gatorade. I think that that's also uh, great. Um, and then the other thing he brought up that I haven't heard someone specifically touch on that is, I think, really important is he said he doesn't just throw bags constantly between games. Um, yeah. and, and there was this, uh, um, what's it called? When you kick, when you're a punter. Um, oh my God, forgetting the name of that. Anyways, he was a coach for that. <laughs> um, blanking on the name. But, um, and he Making told- code? Are you talking about the no, guy? No, long, it's called long something. Oh, long snapper? He's like, thank you, long snapping. So he was a okay. long snapping coach. And he said he would have these players that like, before it was time for them to go out there, they'd be just like kicking, kicking. You know, mm -hmm. they have like the little um, net thing there you can kick yeah. in. And he'd tell them, stop kicking. Like you're, you're wasting all of your kicks. Like there's, a, there's a fine line between warming up and exhausting the tool that you need. Um, and so Tanner said that when he finishes a game, if he was through really well, then he just goes and sits down. He's like, I got it. Like there's no, I don't need to get out there. And then he said, if he knows there's going to be a big break, then he'll like every 20, 30 minutes, just go throw for like five minutes just to keep his arm warm. And then if he didn't throw well in that game, then he'll go and throw for like 10 minutes, but that's it. So no extra throws that you're not wasting all of that. So you can yeah, I think it. like 10 or 15 minutes of actually competitive practice or, you know, getting somebody on the board who's ready to help warm you up is key, but you know, you're talking about just nonstop throwing. There are players out there at the elite level who just nonstop throw, but at that stage, your body should be ready to go for this type of tournament. If you're not putting yep. in the practice ahead of time and getting your <laughs> it's too late down, it's too <laughs> late. The only thing that you're going to do is probably frustrate yourself because yep. your your roll's not working, your airmail is just a little bit off, and it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even translate to the game that you're about to play anyway. Because right. you're more than likely going to have a different opponent than you're warming up against, and you're going to have a different board than you're playing on. So you're going to have to go to that court and warm up and get ready anyway. But yeah, you, you got to control the energy and save it. Now I'm, I'm the type of person that I'm like, I'm not going to get better or worse. So everyone warm up. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It I'm is what it is. <laughs> sucking it all in, enjoying it. Like, <laughs> I am like the first now. to sit down and like yeah. be like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And that, but I was also never the person that crammed for a test until 3 a.m. I was like, hey, yeah. I'm going to bed and getting sleep. And whatever I know at this point is what I know. Like, it's too late. The test yeah. is tomorrow morning. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? There's some people that get there, you know, doors open at eight, terminal doesn't start till, you know, 10 30 or whatever, or 11. And, you know, they're throwing the entire time for me. I just need 30 minutes of warm up time. You know, I need to make sure that I go through my, you know, rituals and get myself ready. But 
I, I cycle between water, Gatorade, and then like a beer. My beer is my energy drink. And then my Gatorade is to help me get through the day and water just to kind of really just do something. It's a pacer for me. Yeah. And if I feel like I'm a little bit off, I'll go back and I'll take a sip of the social sauce and then get back to the board and <laughs> throw. So. Yep. And then the other thing, once again, obvious, but food. So uh, what I do is as soon as I get to the hotel in whatever city I'm in, I go to my DoorDash immediately and find the closest grocery store or Target or something like that. And I order water. I order um, like breakfast type items because those tend to be the hardest to get to um, because of the times that things start. So like muffins or croissants, like I know it's not like a healthy breakfast, but at this point you just need food. Um, so get whatever can be easy that doesn't need to be cooked that you can actually get. Because what would happen to me is I'd be like, oh, I'll just head to XYZ and get breakfast. And it just would never happen. And then I'd be like, oh, I'll just get a snack in here. And that break wouldn't happen. And then pretty soon it's, you know, one o'clock and I haven't eaten and I'm I'm just completely dysfunctional. So, you know, I and then if you're drinking, you won't even realize how hungry you are because you're technically putting calories in your body. Yeah. So, you know, I go, I get that and then I get snacks like, um, you know, turkey jerky and trail mix and things like that to have on me granola bars on my, um, in my backpack at all times. Um, and it's really just a lot of taking care of yourself. And then the other piece of it is just going to be doing it right. You just have to, it's, yeah. it's, you build endurance by doing endurance things. <laughs> you just got to do it. You got to know your body too. Um, I, I wanted to bring this up with Jordan last week and I forgot, but I, I've got a few people back home that, you know, they forget to take their medicine or, you know, their insulin shot or something like that to sustain a long day. So, you need to make sure that if you're supposed to be taking medicine or whatever to sustain the day, make sure you're keeping track of what time it is, you know, make yeah. sure everything's regular uh, and, and plan ahead. Um, Cause there's a lot of people that sometimes they get in that environment, they hang out, they start partying a little bit and you know, the next thing, Oh, I'm up on court, whatever. And they go play yeah. and then you go to the loser's bracket. And then when you're in the loser bracket, it's, it's nonstop. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Next thing you know, then, you know, you're, you're in a, a very important match to get to the money and, you're like, oh, I'm a little shaky. <laughs> exactly. Off. I was going to say, and if you're the type of person that can't eat because of like nervous belly, um, then yeah. I recommend like smoothie type drinks. Now you probably can't get a smoothie unless you can like DoorDash or something, but they have like those like naked drinks or whatever, where it's mm -hmm. like a, basically a smoothie kind of thing. At least it's putting nutrients in your body. If I can find them, I always try to get those like juices, um, not like regular juice, but like juices when people juice them and then it's like expensive and it has just like lots of vitamins and nutrients. It's just literally the vegetables juice, but like a fruit to make it taste better. Um, I try to get, so I have one of those every morning um, because it's hard to eat and get all those nutrients when you're on the road. Um, so think about those kinds of things that you can do to prepare your body and take care of yourself um, and then be honest with yourself about what your needs are. And so if that means I need to go, take a time out because there's just too much stimulation. Like I have to yeah. just go step out sometimes and be like, I can't hear another sound. Like I just need like a de-stimulation break. I am overloaded with a sensory experience. Um, you know, be, be uh, honest with yourself about what you need. Yeah. That's very important too, because we do have uh, a new format with teams. There's going to be a lot of first timers on this broadcast court. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot of new senses coming in bright lights, you know, crowd cheering. I'll be there in the front row for Saturday. I don't even know what event that's going to be, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how these first timers can control the, the long weekend, managing their food, managing their sleep. And then 
you know, some of them they're used to playing in the morning and not necessarily sitting around and playing at night. So yeah, prepare Absolutely. youngsters, prepare. And the last thing that I liked that Devin Harbaugh brought up was just obviously the mental side of the game, which is something I'm obviously very passionate about. But he talked about something as simple as not focusing on the negatives, so not focusing on the shots he missed, not focusing on you know the times he didn't play well, but focusing on the times that he did play well and how that's really helped him stay positive and become a better player. So as you're going through the day, try to stay positive, optimistic, um, focus on what you're doing well. And that doesn't mean that you can't improve on what you're not doing well, but it also means it's probably a little late for that. So just really focus on, on, on being your best cheerleader and, uh, and, and, and give yourself the confidence that you can get through that. So I think those are some things that could help. Good and uh, yeah. And I know those, a lot of those help me and uh, I try to get naps in whenever I can <laughs> just as always possible, <laughs> but I always try to get them in. If I have a moment, uh, sneak away to the hotel and get a nap in it's worth whatever the Uber drive is uh, going to cost you. I promise. <laughs> all right. That's all we got time for. Wally, I get to see you in just a couple days. I'm so excited. And everyone tune in to all the awesome Cornell action this weekend in Corpus Christi. Until next time, I'm out. There you go.